Before we dive into this episode, I have a quick message for you guys. You know I'm all about human optimization, performance, and liberation of the mind, body, and soul. So I have a few tools and resources for you guys to become the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. The first is Strong Coffee. Strong Coffee brings you that specialty coffee experience and a healthy, done-for-you pre-mixed powder that includes instant organic coffee, grass-fed collagen protein, and MCT oil powder to fuel your mind and body for hours so you can spend more time and energy on the important things of life. If you're like me and love coffee, love caffeine, you need to have strong coffee in your household. It's an absolute game changer. They have amazing flavors to choose from like honey lavender, which I'm absolutely obsessed with, vanilla, mocha, and plain black. Again, you need to have this in your household. It tastes amazing and it's really, really, really good for you. You can use my code FOSSUM at checkout for a percentage off your purchase. That's code FOSSUM, F-O-S-S-U-M, for a percentage off your purchase. The next is Ketone IQ. Ketones are nature's super fuel, proven to support energy, focus, endurance, and more. Developed alongside the U.S. military and top universities, Ketone IQ delivers all those benefits in one drink. No caffeine, no sugar, just clean, on-demand energy for superior physical and cognitive performance. You can get them in a bottle or a shot form. I take both. I absolutely love them. I take them before a podcast, before I work out, or any activity that I'm going to need some cognitive energy, focus, and clarity. It really kicks in and helps me get the job done. I did a podcast with Michael Brandt, the CEO and co-founder of HVMN, who produced these Ketone IQ drinks. If you want to learn more about that subject, I suggest you listen to that podcast. It was amazing. You can use code CALEB at checkout. That's K-A-L-E-B at checkout for a percentage off your order. Last but not least is Vibram Five Fingers. You guys know I'm all about that barefoot lifestyle. I firmly believe in living a barefoot lifestyle. I think it's healthy. I think it just strengthens the foundation of your life and your body and just helps you overall, again, with performance, optimization, and liberation. So Vibram Five Fingers is a shoe that helps spread your feet to give you that barefoot lifestyle. It divides your toes up to help spread that feet, strengthen your foundation, and give you that barefoot feel anywhere you go. I take them to the gym. I take them out. I take them when I go on walks. I like to wear my Vibram Five Fingers any chance I can. And again, it just gives you that barefoot lifestyle anywhere you want to go. I have a link with the discount code already applied to it. So all you got to do is click the link and check out for a percentage off and free shipping for your order of Vibram Five Fingers. I'll have all links and codes in the show notes. And I really hope that you guys take advantage of these tools and resources that have helped change my life. I hope they change yours. I genuinely use all these products and I really, really hope that you guys take advantage of this opportunity. So now an uninterrupted podcast. I really hope you guys enjoy and be uncommon. Welcome to the Be Uncommon Podcast. This is Luke Boxday here with the always giggling, <laughs> the always smiling, the forever chuckling, uh, Caleb Fossum. That was... <laughs> I called you a lot chuckling. of things. The forever chuckling. Is, I don't know if I love or hate it right now, but that's, no, that was uh, that, that made me feel yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, and we're keeping it. All right, that that's it. You can weird. take it away. You can take yeah. it away. I think that's the whole episode. Uh, I got. Holy shit! Um, that's it. Yeah, dude, we're here. We're live. We sure are. Yeah, we sure are live. Um, we we sure are. Yeah, okay, dude. I. Well, I was just uh, going to say what I texted you the other day about what we were going to talk about in this podcast, but I was at the gym and uh, I mean, 
there's there's a big debate about like fuck do you go to a private gym like a facility do you go to public gyms like and you know i'm working really hard on not on not judging anybody anything i'm like just trying really hard you know but the gym man is just such a it's like a jungle it's like a it's like the modern day jungle dude like Ex- yeah <laughs> explain that riff on that for a second like, what the what the fuck are you talking about like there's just so many not, different like, there's just so many like different <laughs> species Oh, doing yeah, different, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing different yeah. things. Like everybody's on such a different vibe at the, at mm-hmm. a public gym. Like, yeah, it's just you know, like when you're at a training facility or like a like an elite facility, everybody's just getting after it. They probably have their shirts off. They're just like they're just they're psychos. Like the energy's high, right? Like the gym, there's like I don't know. I feel like you're first of all, if you go like too hard, you look like a weirdo, which I think is weird because you're at the gym. Mm-hmm. But there's people that are like just there to to you know conversate and be social and then especially like moving to like a new state like your gym is kind of like that that's like a spot you know like mm-hmm. your local gym that you've got like we went to 24 hour fitness since we were 15 years old and you like are still going to that I'm place i'm still going like, that one yeah. you feel home you feel like home uh-huh. like you know like you know exactly yeah, it was it was closed this one was closed the other week and i had to go to a different one and i was like this is weird i feel super <laughs> out of place uncomfortable and so yeah, like, right? still 40 45 pounds still 45 pounds i'm like yeah but like no Gravity yeah, is different in this one. It's, it, it feels different here. But vibes and people, like, you kind of, like, know them. And, and then, okay, and then there's the same group of people. No matter what time I what go. What time you go? <laughs> I see them every time. I go at 6.30 a.m. I've been at 5 a.m. I've gone at noon. And then I had a late-night workout a couple weeks ago, and they were all there. I'm like, do you guys ever go home? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you, it's you like, win. You it's win. either it's, <laughs> you win. You did everything. You did all the lifts. You, you did everything. <laughs> but it's like, like, are you here for 14 hours or are you doing seven a day right now? Like, what, what are you putting yourself through? I don't get it. Yeah. And again, not judging. It's just, I become very like aware. <laughs> I kind of, I'm just at the gym and I like, I don't talk to anybody. I'm like, I am barefoot yeah. in a public gym, like doing my shit. I do a bunch of weird shit. I already know it, but like, I own it. Like, I, I don't give a fuck, you know? But it's weird. What, I don't know. Like, I yeah, feel like yeah. I'm just, I no, guess I'm not, to like not saying what you do, but like what define what is weird. It's the gym. Every movement's a little weird. No. Yeah, I know. But I think people, like I said, when you're going a little too hard, like if you're doing like explosive movements or like athletic mm. movements, you know what I mean? Mm. You kind of look like, Oh, look at, you know, like I mean, people look at you like, fuck is this guy doing? But you're like, oh, that's, I like to jump. I like to jump around and like do athletic shit, you know? Yeah. yeah um, yeah. And so I just feel like I feel out of place at a public gym sometimes. I like the public gyms when, like, I want to go get a pump. Like, if I just want to go fucking murder my arms or, like, just do a bunch of machines to get, like, a pump, you know? But, like, anything athletic, I want, like, some space and, like, land and, like, heavy-ass kettlebells. Like, you know, I just want to be, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's tough when you don't have a, a facility or, like, your own stuff. Or That's why I really want, like, some land to have my own just, like, outdoor paradise gym. Yep, and that that vitamin D, you gotta get dude uh, all the time. Like, barefoot, under that, barefoot under that sun, doing explosive athletic movements, especially because like we grew up playing sports on fields in the sun, so like that's kind of like natural to us. That's our natural, you know, jungle. Riffing back on how you started mm-hmm. the pod, of like that's like our natural environment. So like we do like to do those athletic movements in that environment, it just makes more mm-hmm. sense. But so I, yeah. I hate doing like uh, if I ever feel like doing vertical stuff. Um, like any type of jumping things, but like doing it at 24, I'm always like, this is weird. I feel like I'm supposed to like go and like do it in the basketball court, like bring all the, yeah. on like the basketball courts. I'm like, well, people like regularly jump here, but like they don't jump next to like 
the bicep curl machines. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, well, but there's just so many different people. You have like you know a 75 year old woman over there getting after it, like, and everybody's in their own uh, their own world and own level of fitness, which is amazing and, that we're even there. But it's just like such a different dynamic for everybody. It's like so weird. And like people's reasons for being there are always so different. Like, because you know some mm-hmm. people are there because they had a bad day and they're just there to pick up heavy shit and drop heavy shit. Not put it down. Yeah. Drop heavy shit. They're like they're working out <laughs> anger. Other people, like, because I, I used to work at that 24 also. So, like, I know, like, the customer oh, yeah. service aspect of it, too, of, like, the same woman that would come on at the same time or come in at the same time to, like, watch a show. Like, that was where she watched her sh- one of her shows was, like, on the treadmill. And, like, one time the TVs were down, and she was flustered. Flustered. Because she was like, <laughs> you know, by the, time I, by the time I drive back, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the first 10 minutes. I can't do I can't. You can't start an episode 10 minutes. And I'm like, dude. Oh, my gosh. Man, it's six in the morning. What are you watching that comes out <laughs> at six in the morning? QVC? Like, what's happening? Why? People don't like, like change. But, like, people are always there for different reasons. And you have, like, some people that, that are there wearing some of the nicest Lulu stuff. And it's like, they get pissed if they sweat. I'm like, what? You're, why are you what, Why are you here? Two, why are you, like, wearing something to the gym that you don't want to sweat in? That doesn't make any fucking sense. But, like, <laughs> those people are there. Again, try not to judge. Just, uh... Lots of observations over, like, you know, what feels like 10, 15 years ago to the same gym. Yeah. Just no, it's, lots, uh, of, lots of that. Yeah. And, like, again, I don't care about anybody's fitness level, what they look like. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, shit, we're all here trying to get better. I just, again, think it's funny the, um, just the complete, like, spectrum, I guess. I guess just like both extremes are there. And mm-hmm. by extremes, I mean people that want to be there, people that are forcing themselves there. And at a facility, like most of the time, everybody wants to be there getting better. You know what I mean? So there's like yep. this collective energy, but like at the gym, there's like this, like, I don't know. It's like this like limit of how hard, I don't know. Cause like if I'm at a facility, like, and you're training with your, like your teammates or like guys you're training with the off season, like you're getting after it. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's, it's like, it's a training session, but like when I go to the gym, it's like, I want to be in that mood. Cause I like, I miss training like that but I can't get there because I just feel like there's like this bubble. Like, I don't know. Like I can't, there's like a limit of intensity. I feel like I can reach at a public gym. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, and, the, like so, and also uh, you have to be like, you have to just be one of those guys. If you're going to be like that intense guy at the gym, like you got to look the part and like, you know, you got to kind of be the guy. Yeah. Right. At least like, that's how like it, people on the outside perceive you. And like, there's this, I'm thinking of a person right now. Don't even, I don't remember his name, but like I've seen him at the gym for like, I don't know, the last 10 years. And he works at LA SWAT. Just put another 45 on, bro. (laughs) But like, (laughs) that's amazing. He uh, works for LA SWAT and he is jacked to the the nines. He's just jacked, athletic. And like, I don't even know what like, when you do six exercises at one time, I'm going to call it a double, triple set, even though it's actually like, (laughs) even like we'll do six, but like, it will be like, a double box jump by a 405 squat by like six plates on the inside of the leg press by bear crawls by like rope things. Like he brings his own rope and chain sometimes to the gym. I'm Triple like, double. But I'm like, nobody here is going to question you. You go as hard as you fucking want, sir. Like you yeah. scare the shit out of me. But yeah. Like, it, it, oh yeah it's, it's weird. But like, it's, it's, oh, yeah. But I love when that guy's there. Cause I'm like, okay, now if I want to like do some of my, like some of my crazier shit, I can without feeling weird. Cause like, he's like, yeah. I'm weird. What's that fucking and you, and you it shouldn't feel weird, right? Like you know, shouldn't feel totally, weird. Like, cause, totally. because it's always like, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I like to pride myself on being considerate. You know what I mean? And yeah, I feel like very, sometimes very there's guys that are just like, I don't know. There's just like people that, that are like, dude, you're trying way too hard right now. 
Like, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, hey, you're not like, but sometimes it does obstruct me because they're like kind of in the same space as me. And I'm like, your energy is just like. Or or the people who like will move where they're lifting because like the chick walks by, you know, like the chick that like that guy's eyeing down. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're ruining seven other people's workouts because you're trying to press this chick who's not even facing this direction. And she's not even facing a mirror to look back this way. Relax, bro. <laughs> Chill out. Let her do her thing and come to the gym and work out. I can't imagine and, being a woman at the gym. Oh, get out of here! No. Way. Oh my god. I mean, I can't imagine being a woman ever. But what? Yeah, let, let alone especially yeah, at the gym. In the yeah, at the gym because that's when it does turn into a bit of a jungle and it's really, really fucking sad. Dude, like, it's like I really mean, sad how you see like how dudes will change their their stuff up and like when a woman. But walks just by. the eyes. I don't like mm-hmm. when people look at me. So I can't like every like if you're oh, a, a woman, everybody's they're always people are always staring at you like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, dude, like, I, I, I see the same thing. I'll be seeing dudes, like, just, like, be weirdos. I'm like, dude, like, hey, you all right over there? You ever need some <laughs> <Well>, new shorts? <laughs> like, Jesus. Sadly, sadly, exactly right, but also hilarious, because that's exactly what I was thinking, and you said it first. Yeah, so but anyway, like, again, no judgment to anybody. Love everybody. I just, the gym is a jungle, dude. It's, like, sure it's is. just so weird. And there's weird people in the world. We're all weird in our own ways, but there's some extra weird people. It's okay. Totally. And one of the things I love about the, the gym now is I'm getting older and like after like the last couple of years of fully accepting that like my athletic journey is like stopped, right? Like I'll still play and do athletic things and coach and do all those things, but like my time as an actual like legit athlete's done. But now refinding that like c- competitive like mm-hmm. version of myself competing against only myself now in the gym. Hard. Um, difficult, but like once you grasp it, then it's like almost like you get excited to track like your lifts and your stuff and like even if it's mm-hmm. not like how heavy you went, or how many reps, or like how fast you did, or how many, how much less yeah. rest you took than last time, or like if the intention again is like, hey, dude, leave and like just have a smile on your face, like just like go and do a full workout and like don't be like so horribly gassed that like you your know, rest of your day is ruined. So like competing with myself that way turns into like my own little like mental jungle, which is like something yeah. I'm starting to really love. I'm starting to like get my groove back in the gym of just like be like getting better every day by comparing myself to myself only. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun, actually, which is, like, something that I wish that, like, everybody can, like, get to, to the gym. Yeah. Like, you it's, know, get to a place in their minds where it becomes that, you know? Dude, I think I think what, like, happens when you just understand that point or, like, when you're done with competitively and it's just you and you're just training for you, which is a great feeling, like you said, like, when you're doing things specifically for yourself, it's a mm-hmm. good feeling because the timetable, you're in no rush, like right. you're not comparing, you're not competing against anybody else. So there's like no rush to the result. That's when you actually love the process is when it's for you because you're observing these little wins, celebrating these little wins. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. I just feel like you're not like when you're competing with a team or trying to be the best, like you always feel like someone's on your tail, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, I'm, oh, I, I got to outwork everybody. But when you're kind of by yourself, like you said, I can push myself, but also not to the point where I'm burning out or. I'm just like ruining because there is that point where like you you get in your head and you're like damn I'm gonna go harder and then you kind of mess yourself up or you, you tweak something or like you know you just kind of go too hard and then you have to like then you have to reel it back and now you're taking a couple of days off instead of just consistently steadily like playing out on the edge you know and mm-hmm. bringing it back play on the edge bringing it back you know what I mean instead of like oh I'm gonna fucking go so hard yeah which is like some again like when I finally hit this groove of like. Uh, I weighed myself yesterday and I got down to like my goal weight of like where I, I always like felt the best when I was younger, <clears throat> when I was like 21, 22 years old, uh, 
like 177 pounds was like, that's what I f- actually feel the most athletic and like my strength per body weight, like feels really solid, but like my body doesn't hurt when I'm trying to push heavy stuff. Um, but it's also like if I 190 to 195, like my body feels like shit. Um, so a younger version of me would be like, I would try to lose 15 pounds in 30 days because I, I, I would just force myself to do yes, it. And then like you would. Two, months later, two months later, and like I, could, I would do it though. Yeah, you would. I, yeah, no, you but, would then, but then I, I would just, it would just suck. You know, like the process wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. And then like, it would always come back on because it's just like, I would just go up and down, up and down. So mm-hmm. like four months ago, I was like, I want to get down to 177. And like, the only thing I'm going to do really differently is like change my eating windows, not really change what I eat. And like, I'll just consciously kind of like, eat a little less of that, drink a little less of mm-hmm. that. And like, but it wasn't like following anything and I'm enjoying my time. It took longer, but like, I'm not competing. I didn't have to get down to 177 in 30 days. Like I used to think I had to for some reason. Yeah. Now, so now I'm like, I eat whatever I want. I still kind of fast, kind of, but like I've been sub 180 for like weeks now and it's just easy. Like, it's just like my normal thing because like I, I didn't like force it like I used to and like press yeah. and like make up this weird timeline timetable that it had to be done by because like i'm so used to like the comparative and competitive version of that so now that i can just kind of like do it at my own pace my own pace is like just life it's just living it's like that's the pace and it's it's awesome live at your own pace shout out lay up yeah dude live at your own pace wow what a uh, great throwback um but no yeah dude uh when you're like you said, there's just, there's no rush. And like Mike Studd, uh, he's been having, uh, I've listened to some of his uh, latest podcasts and he's been talking about like, well, I guess it's just Mike now. I mean, he changed from Mike Studd, but yeah, Mike he's still uh, on the, you never know. Yeah, he is uh, on the, you never know podcast, but he was talking about, uh, like, don't try like this concept of don't try. And I think that's kind of where, you know, like I hit a point like that in my fitness where, like you said, we've been doing it for so long and I feel like I just know what to do and i don't try i just show up i work out and like i said my eating i'm just intuitive like i'm not trying Mm -hmm. i'm just really surrendering and flowing and i feel like i've been a consistent kind of like physique for like i don't don't know like the last two three years years. like i've been like the same like your physique has just been like simple and easy not easy but like simple it's just been like you're you're like living at your own pace type of like physique of like you haven't hit me up in the last two or three years of like, I need like that extra, that extra little 10%, the extra yeah. little bit, the extra 2% body fat. Like you've, you haven't been that way. And like you yeah. just progressively stay in really, really good shape all the time by like figuring that out. And like, but also as soon as you take those timelines off like the table and like require them, like if you're not competing for something, it just like, it just makes life more enjoyable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it actually started when you when you called me fat. Uh, my freshman year of college, that was actually the last. My, that was actually the last day. That... One seventy. My goal weight of one seventy seven happened because my dad called me fat like four months ago. So I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, it stings. It stings a also, little bit. Also, also, yeah, cool, Dad. You're fat. So there you go. Oh, what a dick. We love Pat. Yeah, um, we do love. We do love Pat. No, so it's he, uh He deserves that one. <laughs> but it's it's uh yeah it's a trip, dude. I don't think like um just just not trying but i think obviously like it's not easy like there's still sacrifices that need to be made like i still have standards for myself like i like um there's been like there's a debate like you know i see all the time in the fitness world like is having is having abs even healthy you know like because sometimes there do become points where like 
it'll be like at weeks though. Like I feel like mine's like weekly or bi-weekly where like I feel super shredded for like a couple days, but then I start to focus on that. So then like mm. I start to kind of manipulate my eating and then I feel like I'm under eating and I'm like depleted. So then I eat again and then I feel a little bit more jacked and I'm having yep. like better pumps and I go, Oh, and then I start to focus on it. And then I start to feel <laughs> like I'm, and then I start to feel like I'm losing my shred. So then I go like in this kind of cycle, it's like this two week period. And it's not like extreme, but it's like a slow burn for like two weeks. And I'm like, Ooh, I feel like I need to eat. And then I eat and I'm like, Oh, that's why. And then I just go through like this kind of weird cycle. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just a trip. Um, <laughs> You it's don't realize you've been carb, you've been carb cycling for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't know that's what it was called. That's that's amazing. But yeah, like, well, know, I mean I carb that, cycling, but I eat the same shit. I don't know. It's right, like, right, right. Yeah, dude. Like one of the biggest things. It's like I. It's like kind of like this concept of like, um, at least for me in fitness wise, is like that's like one of the biggest like domains in my life where I feel like I've had a really high quality ego death, of like uh, you know just like, uh, nobody like unless you're like competing like for a bench press again, like nobody gives a shit how much you can bench. Like it, it doesn't really like actually matter. It you know? never like, mattered. It, like all of that weight that you push and pull, like I'm not saying it's not amazing and healthy for you, blah, blah. And like at your own pace, whatever. But like I used to do that stuff of like, I got to get 185 by five. I got to get 225 by mm -hmm. one. I got to get, I got to go for the 405 deadlift. And it's like, like for, for what? Like, it's like, <laughs> Like literally yeah. for what, like, uh, progressively overloading to get to that point to where like, that's a, like it, you get to those points, like naturally, sure. Yeah. Like I used to force those and then get injured and do all those things. And it's like, looking back at it, I'm like, dude, I literally swear if I could tell like 12 year old Luke, I mean, I would tell 12 year old Luke a lot of shit for sure. <laughs> but like, dude, two things that are, are going to help, like whatever you want in the fitness world is sleep a lot more and then yes. take more fucking off days yes rest fucking Dude, rest like it blows like i uh like matt frazier like one of one of the if not the best crossfitter of all time um mm -hmm. i love watching his documentaries i love following what that guy does he's fascinating he's like high performer elite athlete blah blah i'm like even though crossfit's crazy to me like it's amazing what that guy can do and one of his things that he's like harped on for years, so like I never listened to it, and then I saw TikTok like months ago, where it's like, sleep is the drug. It's mm -hmm. it's the craziest performance enhancing drug ever. And like um yesterday I was awake at like I woke up at like five and like I couldn't sleep for a little bit, but I could I like forced myself to like I like kinda half slept because I didn't have anything. So I ended up waking up at like eight or eight thirty. So I kinda half slept from like five to eight thirty. But normally, like I ended up doing this morning, uh like if I can't sleep for like five or 10 minutes, I'll just like get up at like five in the morning when I don't even have anything to do when it's like that, what's going to give me the best ROI for the rest of the day is not starting early. It's literally getting those the two to three extra hours of sleep for me. It's literally the thing that will make my ROI for the rest. I will have even one solid hour of like work output that would crush the 10 half hour, like 10 hours of half-ass work for the rest of the day because of like just sleeping more. Like it's it's literally the best miracle drug, super drug, performance enhancing drug in the entire world. And like, that's another like kind of ego death thing that that's like taking me to like almost 26 to really confront of like, dude, like you're not falling behind by sleeping more. You're literally recovering. And also like, you even if you work less overall hours in the day, they're so much more productive 
and creative because your mind actually like took a, a reset. Your mind mm -hmm. actually recovered and isn't doesn't feel like shit. You're not fatigued anymore. And also, like when you sleep more, you don't need to drink as much caffeine, which now your heart loves you a little bit more. Like, boom, yeah, it all just kind of works. And then you make healthier choices because, like, you're not lazy and you can cook. You have the energy to cook the food you bought at the grocery store. You don't go buy the grocery store food and then order out. Like I used to all the time. You know? Yeah, it's dude, just it's, been, it's crazy. That that like wake up time is like an interesting topic because I think like obviously yes, rest like rest has been the most profound thing I think for myself too. Like we were psychopaths, dude. Like, well, first of all, on the lifting heavy thing, I haven't lifted heavy since like my senior year of college. Like I've had zero like want or will to lift heavy. Like I don't think I've squatted over like 185 pounds like in three years. I just don't even like, like there's no point for me. in three years. Yeah, I like I like the, <laughs> those movements. I like the. Uh, I have hack squatted. I haven't barbell yeah. squatted in like three years. Jesus. But like, um, you know, like I don't know. I just haven't felt the need to like, like you said. I think in programs, yeah, if you want to get heavy and for whatever you're doing, right, staying. But like, I just want to stay active and stay fit and stay in shape. And I don't feel like I'm losing strength by not, mm -hmm. you know, like going up in my squat or like deadlift, like you said. But for some people, they're competing with themselves. They want to hit PRs. Like that's awesome. But again, like resting like that rest has been so profound like in life and i think that resting is a lot of different ways sleeping like just doing whatever you want to do in moments and like like allowing yourself to kind of get into a flow state create do things be creative um i like podcast like podcasting is like a resting thing for me like mm -hmm. just being here and like it doesn't feel not like worrying work, about anything just else an easy flow you know yeah well there's there's no mental like i don't have to like hold up like a mental you know capacity i don't know you know what i mean like there's nothing mm -hmm that I'm trying to like get a, get accomplished almost. It's just us doing what, one of, what we want to be doing. And, uh, that Robin Sharma course, like he, he's the uh, he author of the 5am club too. And I, I think there's this weird dynamic. Cause like, it depends for me. Like if I'm doing structured things or I kind of have a schedule, I like to wake up early to get things done in the morning so that I have all day when I'm done with my stuff that I have to be like done all day and then kind of like create at night or hang mm -hmm. out with Minnie or like whatever, I whatever we want to do. But then I feel like when I'm in like my freelance seasons where it's kind of just like, I'm on my completely own schedule. I like to sleep. I like to go to the gym whenever I want to, like kind of in the middle, like middle of the day when no one's there, you know, like, mm -hmm. or like late evening. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it just comes like he talks about a lot about trying to schedule around when your best work time is. Like, when do you feel the most energized and get the most done? Like, everybody's different. Everybody mm -hmm. has different systems. Some like Minnie is a night owl. Like, she stays up all night. Like, I can't sleep. I can't stay up past like nine o'clock anymore. As soon yeah, as see, I lay is, down, I'm done. Yep. Which is like, I. You know me, I'm, I'm definitely not anti-waking up early. I'm pro going to sleep earlier if you wake up early. You know what I mean? That's like the biggest thing with, with that is like getting the amount of sleep. It doesn't matter if you wake up at 3 a.m. or if you wake up at 3 p.m. Like, which is something I've like progressively learned. There's a lot of shit that like we just get told when you're younger and you just think that you're, you don't need to listen to it. And that doesn't apply to me. Like I was, I'm the king of that until I'm like 25. I'm like, you know what is really, really helpful um, sleep and uh, drinking water, like <laughs> it's crazy, like how impactful it is on like my overall health and wellness. Um, yeah. But it's like, yeah, dude, no shit. Everybody knows that. But it's like, I like just didn't really like 
carry like a 32 ounce like hydro flask of water with me everywhere until like i started hanging out with people who did and i'm like hey that's kind of smart <laughs> i i should do that like i take this thing everywhere now i like, yeah. i literally take like <clears throat> whenever us three go somewhere like me and the me and the two roomies whenever we <laughs> go all all three of us literally have our hydro flasks like whoosh, yeah like cool Floyd Mayweather walks around strutting around with a million dollars in a in a suitcase. Well, we're strutting around with ninety six ounces of water. Take that, <laughs> Floyd. Take that. How about how do you like them apples? But yeah, like, that's it's, funny. It's, it's it's funny and like that. Those are just like, um, like I I'm really into the like uh, the idea of like looking at my life and like domains and things and like I over the last uh, like year or two I've definitely had a lot of like growth and maturity and like I'll call them like ego deaths in domains of like, hey dude, like you're not better than drinking like 60, at least 64 ounces of water a day. Like you're, mm -hmm. that's not good for you. Like you feel like shit. Like it's not cool to be dehydrated. It's also like not cool to continually go on four hours of sleep. Like it's affecting how you do the things in your life. Yeah. Like, and you were just in your life and you were doing it because you were in an, in an agreement with yourself. Mm -hmm. You like were just, just, you just preconceived made, thing that like, like I a limit was, for you. Yep. It was a, it was a ceiling. I couldn't like, like breakthrough where it's like who knew that the way to go faster was actually to slow the fuck down and Dude, even stop right? what and what? ask why holy shit i i wish that like 900 million people in my life didn't tell me all these things when i was younger oh wait they did i just didn't listen yeah well i mean there is but also just the way that we were raised with sports i think that like you know it was very very competitive so you always like i was on uh, matt Coman's podcast yesterday um <laughs> And he, he asked me, like, what was one of um, – well, I forgot my train of thought. I was on Matt's podcast, but what was I, where was I going with that? We talked about um, slowing down. Oh, slowing oh down yeah. He was it. asking, like, what was what were some qualities that, like, have kind of um, – or that I've noticed kind of moving on from sports. And I was like, that I still have, like, this underlying anxiety and paranoia that, like, I need to be doing something, that I need to be productive, mm -hmm. that I need to be getting better than somebody. Somebody's when, working like, harder than me. Yeah, like, when I don't, yeah. like – and I, I kind of – and again, how you do anything is how you do everything. I believe in, I believe in like, a routine. I believe in – to an extent, I think everybody's different. I think – you find out what works for you, right? Like, and, and mm -hmm. you can't really just do what everybody else does. But like, even Alex Ramosi is like, you don't make your bed, like you not making your bed does not mean you're going to make less money. You know, like, right. I think it's the principle, right? Of making your bed, every like being disciplined, totally mm -hmm. understand being disciplined. But if you can be disciplined, like, it's just like, what is it? Like, I don't know, like Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day, right? Like mm -hmm. that's disciplined. Like, so it's just different. Like you said, kind of domains of life and kind of what you're looking for. But, like, you don't always need to be doing something. So, like, this whole slowing down to go faster, like, same, dude. Like, it's been uh, crazy to kind of just slow down, zoom out. Um, but I think it's just that underlying anxiety that being an athlete gives you. Like, I, like you wake up, like, you're, like, you're terrified to be late for practice. You're terrified. Like, mm -hmm. you're early everywhere. And which mm -hmm. are good, like, not terrible qualities, you know. It's not like they're bad. But it's just kind of like sometimes you just want to shut that off. Like, shut right, that switch like off. Dude, like when being an athlete is one of those things where like it, it is your identity. When you're an athlete, you're an athlete. Like it's mm -hmm. like that's what you're known for, like a lot. Like you could even be a four point eight GPA student growing up, but like if you're an athlete, like you're kind of an athlete. Like mm -hmm. that's just how it is. And that's how you and I have like have always felt, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that like uh 
changes and things that I've realized as an athlete is that like one, athletics is just a domain of life. It is not your life. It is a domain of life. And like even noticing that and being aware of that, I think is something I'm really trying to like instill in, in the high school team that I'm, I'm, I'm coaching right now. Mm-hmm. And like, of like, I wish you, like, I wish I could instill like these tools and like realizations earlier than I wish you, you could realize these at 15 to 18, not me when I'm 25. Like mm-hmm. I'm still super young, but like, still, I, I wish I, I had those like seven to 10 years earlier. Right. Well, cause you just would have played better. You would have been loose. Sure. You wouldn't have not and put I, so much I, pressure I on yourself. Would have been happier. You know, I would have been a happier like kid with a lot less angry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And which like, I see kids now that are just angry. I'm like, I know what you're going through right now. And it's all in your head because you have these preconceived thoughts that like you accept it. It's like, what it is. And like, one of the other things was like, when you are an athlete, you take absolutes as absolutes of like, there is somebody out there working harder than me. Mm -hmm. And like, you take that as an absolute in your entire life. And like, you never question it because it's like, you don't question sports, blah, blah. Like the baseball gods are going to get mad at you. All that shit. Right. Like that is one of those things where I, when I, uh, as I like have fully progressed into like, I'm no longer an athlete of like pro absolutes. Like there are very few things that are absolute across all domains of life. Very, mm-hmm. very, very, very few. If like any, like questioning what you think is an absolute is one of the best things you could ever do. You might, your conclusion might be that it actually is. It is for you and that's fine. But if you don't question it, it's like you will live your whole life so narrow-minded that you will never know if there was a better a better thing a better way of of life for you that you enjoyed more like you'll never know if you don't question your absolutes which is like one of the greatest things that i've started to do in the last like year or two is just again question why but also who told you this why Mm -hmm. did you hear this and what in what like time and place and what circumstances did you hear this why did you accept it for everything else you you son you heard in one percent of your life and you accepted it for the rest of the fucking 99 percent doesn't make any sense yeah, it's because just, words words are spells, dude. I, I reread the Four Agreements because I'm gonna teach it uh, for the school. I'm at Apogee. Um, we're gonna read that as our first book club for our middle school, and like it's uh, so I reread it to you know get like the worksheets and stuff ready. But it's funny how much you learn, like <laughs> like when you're getting ready to teach people. I don't know like how to explain it, but it talks about how the first agreement, right, being impeccable with your word, and how words are literally spells. And Jesse. Our boy Jesse told me uh, yesterday, he's like, well, you spell words. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) No, but like, you spell, like, they're spelled. No, no, that's that's funny. But I'm also laughing because that's something Jesse would say. That's like, I can picture Jesse saying it right now. But like, legit, like, because you spell them, but like, but they're they're in agreement. Like, we talk about how powerful words are. Like, Hitler, dude, used words. He was an amazing fucking public speaker, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how crazy like words are and how deep they connect and how they hurt and how they drive and how they make these limits and all these kinds of things these identities and yeah man that's why that whole identity thing like you're not anything like you're just really good at things or you have certain qualities for things but you're not those things you're not an athlete you just happen to be good at that sport you know you are like whatever it is that you feel you are inside you know what i mean like even these whole identities with our names and and all this you know like caleb and all these uh you know i guess qualities or not are not qualities like like descriptions of yourself like we attach ourselves to those too you mm-hmm. know what i mean when it's like that's just a perception which is which is pretty like it just i mean yeah obviously it's no totally woo, like but... 
No, it's it's not like um, it's funny because like when you think about a name, a name is just like the sound that you make when you open your mouth when you try to get someone's attention. <laughs> it's really all it is. It's really all it yeah. is. And like you just make it, you shape your mouth differently, and and like it becomes a different sound. And like that's how you get someone else's attention. But like at the same time, they can be spells. Like I remember um, when I was in. Uh, I think it was seventh grade, maybe eighth grade. We did the name uh, research project of like what your name actually meant. And uh, mm. by the way, um, if somebody that ever listens to this can tell me exactly what the meaning of Baca study is, I will probably pay you money because I couldn't find shit about it. <laughs> um, but Lucas, um, yes, it's from the Bible. Lucas from the Bible, but Lucas means bringer of light, um, which I, I I always thought was really really cool. Um, of like just to it, like was always kind of like a reminder to like just to bring light to all things, all situations, uh, default to optimism, you know, bring patience and kindness and love into like into environments. Um, and then like, at the same time, I like a couple years ago, I, uh, I think it was cause I was watching the show Lucifer and, uh, Lucifer was a fallen angel. If you like, if you read the stories of Lucifer and God and hell and all and heaven and everything. Right. Um, but Lucifer, and Lucas are like, they come from the same origins and they both Lucifer also means bringer of light. So like when I was, when I heard that, I like went through this weird couple of weeks phases of where I was like, am I an evil motherfucker? Like what's <laughs> going on? Like are, my name means the same thing. And then like you dive in, see it was a fallen angel. It was given to him before, blah, blah, blah. But like, I, but like they are it's like the words can be spelled. Even names can be like all of those things. And they all create this like, preconceived little notion or you, you just get like this one percent of information and your subconscious mind just runs with it for miles and creates all of these barriers and limits for you mm -hmm. because of your environment you've been raised in and all this crazy shit and it's it's crazy man like how how much like words that even like aren't even spoken out loud words that you just tell yourself subconsciously yeah can, like just or, fuck you up man or like people will just say things say things and then you think you have to keep up this this identity that you have to keep up this look you have to keep up this persona and i love when you say ego death the big ego death for me was was alcohol i felt like for a long time i was always kind of like the life of the party like mm -hmm. i'd come in i was always like i i love to drink like all like you know towards the end of high school and through college like just being the life of the party i love to be that guy you know what i mean um, and then I felt like I just, there was a point in time where it just like, it wasn't serving me anymore. And I felt like I was just drinking because that's what I did when I went out and people kind of mm -hmm. expected me to drink and get, and get drunk with them. Yep. And like, Oh dude, Foss is here. Like, let's get like, dude, we're going to party. We're going to get hammered. Like, and I just felt like I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't drank. I mean, I had one, I had one drink with you when you came. Um, and besides that, I think I've it's been like five or six months, but like not even, not even being like, oh, I'm sober. I just feel like trying to use that discipline because of like having that ego death. And that was a really hard thing for me to do because I used to just be like, I used to give into the peer pressure too of being like, oh, well, I'll just have one because everybody's used to me having one when I really didn't want to drink. It's like, dude, you don't want to drink right now. Why are you, why do you feel bad for not wanting to drink alcohol? Like you don't have to be that character anymore. All you have to do is make the decision right now to say no, you know, like, so there's like all these like little constructs that we make from ourselves or that we think other people have made for we us. We think other people have made for us is exactly like, what I was going to go next. Absolutely. It's not even, they might not even be doing like 
we think that's what we need to show up as. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, sometimes we make up that scenario. Like, oh, if I say no to drinking, they're going to think this or like whatever the case is. And it's like, they don't even give a fuck. You're making this whole story up in your head. It's like dude, yeah. it's the mind playing tricks on you, man. Dude, absolutely. Um, like you said it, um, you said, I think last podcast or the other, but like you just mentioned, like people can't read each other's minds mm-hmm. and like, you really have to fucking remember that. Like you really have to actually be aware of that because like, especially if people are like anxious and struggle with anxiety, like you will b- believe that people are like annoyed with you or hate you or blah, blah, blah. And like, you think that people don't like you and like stuff like that. And like, not that you need them to not that like you're looking for the approval, but like you just default to thinking that they are. And it's just completely in your head and you can't read their mind. And like, then you, it comes up and the uh, other person 99% of the time is like, what? No, dude, honestly, sorry. Like, I wasn't even thinking about you right now. Like, sorry, I was thinking about something completely different. You're like, oh my God, I had this whole other yeah. argument in my head. It's not all about me. Oh my God. And it's like, yeah, wait, you have a, you have a whole nother, whole nother life you're thinking about your own. That makes a lot more sense. Never mind. Everybody's, everybody's <laughs> focused on themselves. Like nobody's worried about you. And I think that was like a hard thing for me. Like even being at the gym is a perfect example. When you think people like, dude, no one cares about mm-hmm. you. Everybody has their, he's, they're worried about themselves. They're self-conscious about their own shit. They're thinking about their own life. It's mm-hmm. not all about you. Everybody's world doesn't evolve around Caleb, you know, like, so that's how, I feel like I'm able to kind of shift my mind when I start to go down that rabbit hole of like feeling insecure or getting overwhelmed or getting anxiety or like feeling judged or like anything that comes up. My dude, they have their own life that they're dealing with right now. They're in a completely different season Mm -hmm. and a different point in their life than you are. Like nobody's at the same. Like, I think I believe in obviously matching energies and kind of being in the same level or like times. But I mean, like same moments, like we're all in our own moment, you know, and this is all unique to us. And, it's just, uh, yeah, man, it's just not all about you. Like, and it's, that's, that's great. Nobody gives a fuck. That's a great thing. You know? Yeah. It's, it, I think it's so freeing. It's so liberating, but like it, it takes work to, to, to get there. Right. It's like, even though uh, I, I think like one of the best exercises that like I've ever come across of like doing, like, uh, doing something to push yourself, uh, like push your boundaries a little bit and make you a little uncomfortable, but like in a positive way, um, it's like people always buy them buy outfits or shirts or hats and like they, they'll spend their own money on it and they just won't wear it because they're like nervous about like what people like will think about it when in reality like the entire thought that somebody had when they look at somebody's outfit is like this instant they see it and then like 99.9% of the time they don't even voice it so like you'd never know if they liked it or didn't anyways right yeah but if you, if you have confidence nobody's gonna say shit <laughs> but uh, that for sure right but I'm saying if somebody is just starting out and, like they're just nervous about what other people think about them even wearing it's like just mm-hmm. just wear the thing and just see if they say anything just yeah. wear it once because it's like I I used to be that way about wearing stuff to the gym wearing stuff to school all the time um like I would not wear things because I would be so nervous about like what people would think about me or say and like it was so weird and then like one time like i wore those bright ass highlighter nike like uh basketball shoes to like the spectrum right and it was oh, yeah. like i was like i can't pull these off blah blah and like i went like seven different people were like dude those are sick i'm like i think i was I've had, these, I've had these in my like in my closet for like four years i've never even put them on like what like who knows and like um uh, there's uh you know there's a, there's a thing called murphy's law where it's like um if something bad can happen, it, it will, or it probably will type of thing. Like it's like a, it's a little bit of a pessimist law. It's like one of those laws of life where it's in quotes, because it's not really a law of life. Um, or it's like, if, uh, 
the law of like buttered bread will always fall buttered side down. So it's like if shitty things could happen, shitty things will happen. But the inverse of that is uh, Ian Stanley just sent an email the other day where he's like, dude, fuck Murphy's Law. I'm creating one called Stanley's Law. And it's like, if it can turn out, like, what if it turns out better than you thought it could? It's like basically yeah. the whole law, right? And like, I have been defaulting to that over the last week. And oh my fuck, is it helpful? Of mm -hmm. what, what if it's like uh, where Russ, uh, like, Russ gets asked, like, what his best piece of advice ever is. And I think the Jay Shetty podcast. Yeah. Um, where he's like, yeah, it's, what if it turns out better than you could even imagine? Or it's like, that happened to me. Like, I was really nervous. That actually happened to me twice in the last like, probably two weeks where I was really nervous about like the conversations I was going to have. Like, um, one of them personal, another one business. And I was like, I just created this thing in my head as to why I got nervous about it. And they both ended up being like way better than I imagined because like 10 minutes before the, the conversation happened, I kept asking myself, like, what if it turns out better? Than, not even fine. Better than fine. Yeah. What if it turns out? like way better than you even imagined this whole day, whole day worrying about, and they both did. And like that little shift in like the energy of whatever, you know, whatever it is, like is absolutely game changer. So it's like, go wear that thing. Like, what if you actually, what if people love it more than you think they do? Like, yeah. you know, say that thing. What if that person like loves that? Do you want to? No, totally. It's like I'm saying like, if you already know that you want to do that thing, then yeah. yeah. You know, like what if it turns out it's better a than you imagine? Yeah, it's a, it's a no brainer, and dude, I, this whole like, what if it turns out better than you imagined is so true because then when you realize it does turn out better than you thought it was going, so having expectations, you're setting yourself up for failure anyway. You should never mm -hmm. like. I think that's one. That's you know one of the seven spiritual laws of success is like having no expectations. Like, and that's something like I. It's but it's really easier said than done. It's hard to do all the time, obviously, right? Because you're like this would be dope if this happened, like blah, blah. And I've been really, so like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, I've been really working on like not judging people, anything, like not judging things good or bad. Like just, just what is just trying to be like, what is and take the full moment for what it is and not trying to label it good or bad because that's my own perception. That's my own standard. That's like my own made up fucking measurement. Right. Um, but like, yeah, what if, what if it turns out, amazing changed your life forever in the best way possible and you wasted so much time worrying about the worst possible case scenario that never even happened mm -hmm. like you put yourself through this you put yourself through it 10 times worse than it ever would have been anyway like you already are putting yourself through it before it even happens like in the worst way and mm -hmm. um i've done that so many times i, I still do it i mean I, I still do it moments all the time all the time you go down a rabbit hole and you got to catch yourself like whoa dude like Take a deep breath. Dude. Is this life or death? Are you going to yep. die? No, you're fine. It's going to work out, you know? And also, like, is it going to matter in five years? Is it going to matter in three years? Is it going to matter it's in one matter year? No, it's like, oh, tomorrow. my God. Like, why, why, am I gonna, why am I tripping out about this? And dude, one of the things that's like, I, I know it's, this is one of the small, like, absolutes that I, I've seen in my life is, like, you know, like, those days when you're off and you're being a little a pessimist, like, everyone just has bad days where it's just like, mm -hmm. You know, just sure. days where, like, it starts with, like, you stub your toe out of bed and, like, right away, you just say, oh, this day's going to suck, right? The momentum of, like, a shitty attitude, the momentum of pessimism is so strong. And, like, think of a mm -hmm. snowball going, like, down a hill. It gets big fast. Mm -hmm. The momentum of optimism gets big slow. But for some reason, the power of that one is so much stronger. 
the ROI obviously is way greater, but like you can get quicker and bigger ROI wins every single day by defaulting to simple optimism. And like, it's a fight. Sometimes it is a really, really, really tough demonic inner battle in your head to default to optimism and not pessimism, especially when sometimes in life, like you'll go through seasons and the season can be days, weeks, months, and even a year, even longer towards like, mm-hmm. shit, man, nothing's working out, man. Like it's hard, it's hard to be anything, but like pessimistic right now. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can even start to be aware that people are like, you're defaulting to this or like, or if you start to be aware of like the way you're talking about your life and negative, the words you use, like even in subconsciously in your head, like they, again, are spells and they just build and build and build. And the compound effect works negatively. Again, just like crazy, really, 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 really quickly, like really, really quickly. But like, if you can get in the habit of defaulting to optimism, like you set up triggers to default to optimism, like even if it's like Ted Lasso with like the word believe, like 17 places throughout his apartment, like Mm -hmm. those are just like little reminders. Like I, cool, do it. Like if it helps you do it, do stupid little shit like that. Say little mantras to yourself if you have to, like whatever works, works. If it works, Mm -hmm. it works. Like that's, 100%. that's the thing that like, I literally was watching a Ted Lasso again, rewatching it for like, I don't know, the 15th time. Um, <laughs> and like, he talks about like how he has like the word believe in like his mirror, blah, blah, blah. And like growing up and I, I was like in flow for like a couple of years of like, whether it was in business the last couple of years or like in uh, baseball when I was playing really well, like, I had those like little like mantras and reminders like on my mirrors and like, I got away from it. And like, now I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, I am going to do those things and put these little post notes above my like laptop, like that makes me default to optimism. And then like go throughout your day, take an inventory of your day and like think about the places physically where you default to pessimism. Sometimes if it's on your phone, change your fucking lock screen, change mm-hmm. your background. If it's like in the living room, because that's where you have tough conversations, like put random reminders. If it's in your car, do it like all of those things. Like, yeah, it's like cheat. Give yourself that little advantage. Do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. That delusional optimism is huge. And I am a firm believer in like feeling all the feelings. Like <clears throat> I do think you can get toxic positivity when you like turn to positivity to just like neglect what's actually going on. Oh yeah. Or, no, like, I mean, some things have to be not, solved if yeah. they go wrong. <laughs> no, well, no, no, hundred percent. But I'm saying like some people, I feel like there's shit that they need to deal with internally and like let out and feel, but we keep pushing down like, no, I'm good. And like this delusional optimism or toxic optimism. So I do think there's mm-hmm. a balance with, with that. And obviously I knew that you weren't talking about that. That's just what came up for me. But um, yeah, I love that Ted Lasso. And it reminds me of like, when you start to kind of level up, you forget what got you there. Like even mm-hmm. the, like sometimes even small wins. Like I was talking to Matt about this yesterday where I feel like I go through this constant battle of like, I, grab the wheel super tight. And then I realize that I am trying to control everything. And then I start to let go and I surrender things start going good. Then I grab the wheel again. And then mm-hmm. I go through that process over and over and over again. And sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's months, sometimes it's days of just realizing that I'm controlling, surrendering, controlling. And it's like this constant battle. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's just, it's, I, I really do think like, it's everyday, it's everyday choices and you can't lose the simple things, the simple edge, the, the, maybe the little mantras, the meditate. It's like, Oh, I'm feeling, I've been meditating for a week. I feel good. Then you think you feel good enough to stop meditating. And then you feel like shit every time. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever your, your form of meditation is, whether it's painting, writing those little mantras, breathing, working out, 
you feel great when you're doing those things. And then you're like, oh, I'm feeling good. I don't need to do them anymore. And it's like, no, that's the reason you're feeling good. But we forget that. We lose sight of that. And I think that's just the constant. And people that are world-class, people that are disciplined, just understand that and do that more times than not. And Robin Sharma has this really cool thing of saying like, you know, practice being so spectacular every day that like not being spectacular isn't even part of the thing, like making that the habit of being spectacular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and continuing, you want to do things to where it gets hard to not do them, you know? And, uh, but it's again, easier said than done. It's, it's hard. Totally. And like, dude, uh, another thing that's like, um, and it comes down to like building a routine every single day because routines build habits and habits build like your schedule and your schedule is your life. Every mm -hmm. single day your schedule is, is your life. Right. Um, then one thing that I've started to do recently, it's like, you know, if people have like told you, like you have more time, you think like here for the, every day for the next week, track your time. Right. And like exactly what you do. And like, you do realize one, holy shit, I have way more time and I'm procrastinating a lot of things. Right. And then also like, I've started doing this a little bit recently of where it's like, I track what I'm doing for a little bit and then I build into my routine. And like, before I start that thing, like the next week, I'm like, what's my intention right now, actually, how do I be more present mm -hmm. in this thing right now that I'm doing, even if it's like loading videos and like it's monotonous work or things I'm doing for a client where it's like, it's not creativity. I don't have to think, but it's like, if I'm actually like present here, instead of just usually taking the 30 minutes it takes, I can get this done in six and a half minutes by just actually focusing on it and getting it done. Like my intention mm -hmm. is to like do the actual job. Don't do it, turn around, half make my bed, do it, kind of fold some clothes, do it, go to the bathroom, get some water. It's like, just take the six and a half minutes to do the oh, thing. Interrupted work. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. But like bringing the intention of going on a walk. I'm like, what is the intention to like, I'm drinking morning coffee out here. Like, the intention could just be like, let your mind wonder, like, cool. Instead of just doing that or going like on TikTok at like 6.30 in the morning, drinking some coffee out here. But it's like bringing attention to all of the things and like realizing that I think once you start to do that, you naturally actually start to default to that optimism I was talking about earlier. Like you, you naturally progress through those things and also all of a sudden like you don't need timelines anymore because it's just your life. So like you, mm -hmm. you don't need to get fit in six weeks because it's just your life now. You don't need to like start making those healthier choices to do these things to radically change your health because that's like, you, it's just your life now you're, you're doing it, which is like, I don't know, kind of sounds like the fucking goal to me. You know what I mean? Like make all of those things like your life, even if like your goal in the morning is to sit there and let your mind wander. Like that's your intention. Like that's your morning routine. Fucking amazing. <laughs> fucking amazing. That's like my morning routine. And like, hey, I only figured that out because I like, I really tracked my, like my intentions of like my routine. And I was like, dude, sometimes I just go out there like, because I just go out there. Mm -hmm. Like I'll sit in the living room. And by out there, I mean like in the living room and I'll just like sit there and I'm like, it could be productive actually to let my mind wander. So I don't make, it doesn't wander later when I'm trying to actually get productive work done. You know, like this is my intention mm -hmm. right now to like get my morning fucking thoughts out. Like, I don't know. It's some shit that's working for me lately. You know, no, that's, that's amazing. And I'm proud of you, man. That's like, that's deep, uh, inner, inner work, man. Of, of Lots of inner work awareness. Lately. But Lots having that awareness, work. like bringing that awareness into your life of like setting an intention, everything you do an intention, I think is huge. I think intention is literally everything. Like what is your intention with everything that you're doing? You know? And I think that's the most powerful thing. Um, I think it's the most powerful thing be is because nobody knows, Mm -hmm. what anybody else 
others' intentions are, you know? And I think when you take the time to set yours in a positive light, it's just, you're, you're, you're functioning on a vibration that is just going to radiate positivity, attract positivity, attract the right things into your life. Um, but yeah, dude, it's such a cool, cool point. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, 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 again, like I, when things are going good, they're going good. And then you just, you, you slip off and it's okay. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know, like you're never going to be a hundred percent. Like, you know, like I was kicking myself but also, like, up. What is a hundred percent? Exactly. For sure. You know, and, you know, like, I'm like also, that, that, that's like a, almost, not a preconceived thing, but like, even like that idea of like, go a hundred percent is like an athletic thing that you, like we have, yeah, for, into us, you know what I mean? For sure, dude, for sure. I, I mean, like I, 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 uh, I've been tired this week. Like, I feel like I've just been way more tired than I usually have been like the last couple of weeks. Like getting up wise, like mm -hmm. I just haven't like had the motivation, quote unquote, because yeah. I know motivation is kind of like this, you know, but to get up, like I was getting up at five every day for like, for like two weeks. Um, because like I tried to, but I wasn't, but I was consistent for two weeks, feeling great. And then all of a sudden this week I was just kind of like, I uh, like, you know, I kind of just let myself slip a little bit. And then like yesterday I slept in like an extra, like two hours, but I missed like jujitsu. I didn't go to jujitsu. And like, I just. I just compromised with myself. Like, you know, Kobe Bryant talked about like, nope, I made mm -hmm. that decision the night before. Like I yep. made that at the pro like, so there's, there's that, but there's also like this weird part where, um, it's funny cause everything is subjective. Like I was just thinking about, uh, thinking about this, like it's literally whatever the fuck you want to do, what feels right for you in every moment. Right. Like, so I can be sitting here kicking myself, but maybe I really needed those three hours. Like, so there's like this fine line about knowing, knowing yourself and knowing your intentions, right? Like, are you allowing yourself to like, I don't know, make excuses, mm -hmm. you know, or is this like actually your body telling you something or are you telling you something? So I think there's like this weird intuitive thing that you have to follow. But again, like your intentions, are you living the lifestyle? Because I do believe in being open to other outcomes and other routines. And I think that's what gets hard for me is like, I like to try a bunch of different things. And then mm -hmm. it works for a while, but then I kind of feel like, oh, I kind of want to try this. So I try it, and then I just kind of trial and error a lot, try to figure it out. Um, but, but right, it's just weird. Like, everything is yeah, fucking subjective. Everything's subjective, and everything. Every day of your life is trial and error. Mm -hmm. Like, literally every single day of your life is trial and error. Like, it kind of has to be. Like, you're never going to live the same exact, specific same exact day twice not even twice mm -hmm. in a row, but like twice, you know what I mean? So every single time there's new input. So it's all trial and error. So it's like, uh, you kind of have to realize that because like sometimes you're going to be like, today was a little different. You know what? Today kind of got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying today one, but like, God, it's Lixen for sure. For sure. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Not, not one single bit. But then it's like, next time, like, the next day that like there's some input that kind of looks like that day you, you're aware of it now you know and mm -hmm. then you kind of kind of piece it together that's that's living i guess yeah, it's hard it's it's just it's like so hard because there is like this half of me that like wants to just be a dog like right. i was telling uh i was talking to some people about this uh, at the jiu-jitsu studio but we were talking about doing a competition and i've always wanted to i've always wanted to get in the octagon I've always wanted to get a fight under my belt. I've always wanted to compete in jujitsu. Um, but when I was playing sports, I just didn't because I didn't want to risk getting hurt. Okay. And then now I was telling them, I said, you know, like I'm scared. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually scared. 
And they're like, what are you, what are you scared of? And I said, I haven't turned that switch on in so long. Like, mm. and I had some, I had some pretty traumatic injuries ending my career, like just surgeries. And it was just, it was a fucking brutal, like last three years of my uh, sports career that like, I'm scared to get hurt. You know, I'm mm -hmm. scared to like go For hard sure. and like get hurt and like something stupid happen. And, and obviously if I were to go and do it, that, that would have to leave the brain because I do believe like, if you hesitate, right. you think that way, that's, you know, that's just yep. setting you up for failure. But, you know, it's just like that switch, man, there's a part of me that just wants to be a fucking dog all the time. But then knowing that that's not sustainable, you know, like the grind's only sustainable as your mental capacity and your mental health and your emotional health. And like, so I do believe in like the self-care rest, like spirituality part of, of this foundation, but it is also hard because I do believe in like some of the David Goggins things and some of like the tennis mm -hmm. things where it's like a little more extreme and it's almost obsessive and you're pushing through and you're getting stronger and you're building those calluses. But to what extent, you know, and there's like this weird thing with life, man, and this ebb and flow that I've been tripping on lately where it's like, that competitiveness comes out and that like masculine energy is always is coming out, but you gotta, you gotta have that mm -hmm. balance, but some people don't. And you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, everybody's different. Obviously we'll keep coming back to that, but right. Just like it be observation. And like that, that, uh, dog mentality is one of those things where it's like t totally right. And especially you coming from like a football contact sport, like tactical like type of like background of that like nature right of like tactically and like because you've you've trained jujitsu for years right um or at least been around it so like you've always mm -hmm. had that um is like is it are you thinking about it as an absolute like can you be a dog in do domains you know in domains of your mm -hmm. life and like and whatever dog means to you right um like can you do that because then it, it gives you that time that mental capacity to like turn off another domain but like you still be a dog but it's like a different kind of like thing needed it's a different type of energy needed like you can yes yeah you know what i mean because it's like you can be your most creative self when you're painting right and do that thing and be amazing but it's like you want to call that like being a dog right as opposed no, to like when no, you're no. in the gym and you're getting after it right you're getting yeah. like that workout you're really like that's a domain where it's like no no, no. when the headphones are on it's like step between the the, the chalk lines mm -hmm. like nope Right now is it's time time to be a dog for a second, right? Yeah, bringing so different that's energies. Like, that's like one of the things where I'm starting to notice it too, because it's like, yeah, like that that like dog mentality for you is like nobody will outwork me. It was like that was my absolute mentality for everything in my life until like I just mm -hmm. fucking burnt out, dude. Burnt and yeah. like in everything. Like nobody can outwork me when like for writing emails for clients. It's like relax, dude. It's just a subject line fucking yeah. chill out man like i'm the best thing out. i do i'm yeah yeah like somebody's writing a better one it's like yeah probably like they, yeah. they probably are man so what i'm just gonna make this the best headline i can write right now you know like yeah that's, for me boom like that's the thing so it's like again <laughs> again like we've been like the, the theme the last little bit is man stopping slowing down taking a step back of like do i what kind of energy do i need to bring to this domain of my life to this part of my that's, day yes you know what i mean like there are times in like your relationships where it's like, you've got to, you've got to be that, that person or, or other times in a relationship, like you got to be bring a completely different energy. And like, that's the worst kind of energy you can bring actually. Like you've mm -hmm. got to be able to figure it out. And like, again, you only figure it out through the daily trial by fire, daily trial and error. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's, it's, it's just so interesting, man. I, I love that you said that because it is true bringing different energies to different domains. And I feel like I'm usually, um, 
I'm usually pretty good at that. I just get in my head about um, the discipline aspect of it. And I think, again, it's just this, but it's like, why? Like, where mm-hmm. where did you come up with that you have to do this? Like, right. you don't like, have do you, to do anything. Like, there's a subconscious comparison to like, whether it's a comparison to like yourself when you were like the dog in football at like the top mm-hmm. of your career, you know what I mean? Um, and like, you're still comparing like, what, and like just you for an example, because we were talking about it, but like, yeah. that's that's like, that's the thing like that you have to be yeah. able to take a step back and be like, oh I my think, gosh, what, like, what is discipline actually? Is it working out every day? Is that discipline or actually is it undisciplined because I'm not taking the rest I need? Like as an example, exactly. you know I mean? like, then you go, holy shit, now I have to question discipline. <laughs> I keep questioning yeah. everything. It's like, but yeah, Dude, you, you do to find the, the joy that you want, to find the baseline of joy that you want in your life. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I just go down this rabbit holes of like really asking why to the extent of like, but no, I just don't fucking I, do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, where I'm like, but it's again, it's like, I don't think, oh, like nothing, like nothing does matter at the end of the day. Like, I, you know, to an extent, to an extent of like this external world, but we're in this finite world right now playing this game of this human experience. So it matters for this human experience, right? Because right. you're and, already here, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I think, um, I think what I'm most scared of is like meeting myself that I had the potential to be. You know, like mm-hmm. meeting this person that I could have been if I I would have done something a little bit more, but I don't think you can think that way. I think it's like you are literally doing your best every day. And that's like what I you know what I tell people if they ask me something. So it's like I got to take my own advice sometimes when it's like, you know, when you're just I don't know, it's just again this this mentality that we were raised with in um just just throughout this like sports and you know, like, but I, we say sports, but a lot of like people in the military or people mm-hmm. with, you know, like these kind of like high, um, I don't know what the word is, but like, uh, I don't know, like high intense, like intense co- competitive, like... yeah, you know, yeah. Competitive atmospheres, environments, and you just kind of fall into these traps of always thinking you're not doing enough, you know, like, um, and even in like life is like, fuck, am I not working hard enough on my craft? Do I need to be doing more? And it's like, sometimes more is, is less. And sometimes in most of the time, less is more, um, yeah. and letting it come to you. And again, it's just, I, mean, I know we kind of always touch on the same topics because I feel like that's just kind of like life in general of like, when do I put my foot on the gas and when do I take it off? And I think that's like the biggest question for me to wrap my head around. Um, and in what domains, but I think, like you said, different domains require different energies at different times. Cause sometimes you need the dog in that domain, but sometimes mm-hmm. you don't, like you said. So I think that's like the, the question of life. I don't think anybody has the answer to of like, and it's just intuitive to you. Um, and everybody's different. Like Robin, Sharma. that's why I really like Robin Sharma. Cause he's very big on just kind of like exactly what like you said, like what works for you. And he's like, I know people that write books back to back to back to back. He's like, I can't do that. I write a book and I need at least two months off of mm-hmm. just leisure and try like do whatever I want with my family. Like I need a rest reboot period. And then he goes hard. Like he has like those seasons where some people just go <clears throat> like, I was watching a David Goggins video today and I'm like, dude, like that's made me think about it. I'm like, fuck, like, do you ever rest? Like, does this guy like, <laughs> is, is like but like, I actually want to know. When do you like, sleep, David? When do you sleep? But straight up, it's like the Kobe Bryant's and the Michael Jordan's of the world, man. Like they just they knew what they wanted and and you know. Right. And like another thing too is like um uh when you get inspired by those people and motivated by those people and you look up to those people, you have to really actually think of like do I 
want that life that they're uh like that they're really pushing towards because it's like that might be the perfect life for them they might David yeah. Goggins, like, I, I truly believe that that guy is one of the happiest fucking people in the world because that's just that's now who he is, and he's, like, fully himself. He's fully mm -hmm. his authentic self being that person. Great. And, like, I love him and his teachings, like, and I I think he's one of the most impactful people on the planet. I really do. But, like, in the way of I love the way that his perspectives help me make better decisions in my life, but, like, I don't mm -hmm. want that. I don't want his actual lifestyle. But, like, mm -hmm. his perspectives make me positively question my own shit and make better decisions throughout my life. Um, and like they, it, even if it's 1% better, like he has a positive impact on my life. Right. Mm. But like separating like what his message is from like actually every single thing he does. And we're just riffing on him as an example, but like every single thing he does and his lifestyle and all that stuff, it's like, you have to separate the two and then just take what you want that works for you. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, exactly. Again, again all it is is trial and error. It's all, it's all it is, you know? Test test some shit out once you hear it and you like it, you know? See if you actually do want to live that full lifestyle that he's talking about. Like, And if you don't like it, then, like, cool. It's your own life. Stop. Just do something else. Yeah. Well, isn't that crazy? Like, don't don't feel bad about living up to, like, your – like, don't feel bad for doing – like, living your standard. Yeah. Don't feel bad for not reaching these expectations that you think others have put on you or that you think you need to set and like these weird agreements that you made with yourself when it's um when it's literally just what you want to do and i think mm -hmm. it's like that it's like is this my inner bitch talking i think that that's right. honestly what i think every morning like is this my inner bitch talking or is this the soul talking and sometimes right. i can't decide between the two and then usually i've never regretted waking up and going to work out Never have. So I have to constantly remember myself that, you know, I, or well, then I think we know, that. I think we know which one it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get a bitch, right? But, um, it's just, uh, but that it's just with so many like little different things and a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, choices when they come up, you know, I could do this or I could do that. And it's like, I feel like I'm like, Dan, did you do a lot today? Yeah. But you know, you could still do more and you know, maybe you could, you could read instead of watching TV right now. Or, you know, but maybe I want to watch TV. Maybe I just want to rest and chill and watch a movie because I like, I love movies. Movies make me feel good. And it's like the constant conversations that I have inside my head of like when I'm deciding to do things because sometimes I don't know what the, um, like, I don't know. I know I like planning your days out, but sometimes it's like, you know, just like you said, every day is different and the moments come and you, I, I'm, I try to live very intuitively, like moment to moment of how I, how I feel. But by still having some structure of like, well, I need to get some, I need to get these things done. But yeah, maybe I'll read, maybe I'll watch the movie, maybe I'll do some fucking push-ups. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like just doing what what comes natural in those moments. But um, the conversation gets hard. Fucking hair Dude, mouth. and and the, I I firmly believe the only way you can build an intuition that you actually trust is because you specifically have you have done the trial and error to figure out what you want to mm -hmm. do throughout your day and be able to like let your intuition guide you but like you have to you have to fuck around with your day a little bit and and different routines and different things and different thought patterns and mental models and frameworks and all of those things like you need to try it all out because then you'll have the data to make better informed decisions like mm -hmm. for the rest of your days moving forward and like then you can people be like like because now like you and me can be asked to do something we can just be like no why i don't want to and people will be like you're being such a bitch right now. It's like, 
No, I just intuitively know. Like, I've done all of this shit before. Like, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, somebody mm-hmm. asked me if I wanted to uh, go work out at uh, 6 a.m. Uh, like, on Wednesday. And I was like, no. I, <laughs> no, I don't. Like, I'm like, because, terrible. like, I'm like, because my schedule doesn't warrant it. Like, I w- worked out at, like, uh, 6 a.m. the day before. Like, it's fine. Like, it's not the time. And I was like, right now, intuitively, like, no, that doesn't that doesn't sound good to me. Like, yeah, 100%. And like, you know, like that person can think what they want to, sure. But like, like, I had a great day. Yes, (laughs) it was fantastic. Like, because like, I've done that, the stuff. So I I know Mm -hmm. now where it's like, if if I'm waking up to work out on three hours of sleep at four in the morning, it's like, because I can't sleep. It's like, I'm going more because it's something to do. I'm not going for the physical fitness aspect of it as much as I'm going because I just need to clear my head and like mm-hmm. turn my turn my brain off for a little bit to let me like relax. That's that's why I'm going there. And like those are things I know intuitively. And like, cool. That's 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 the day so far. Like now now how do I how do I build a better day from there? You know, that's all it is. Again, yeah. just challenge there. Challenge is just a theme of this fucking podcast for me because now I'm th- yeah. more thinking about it. I'm like, dude, that's all challenge there. Every well, single I mean, thing yeah. you do is challenge there. Well, yeah, it's it's, volu- it's voluntary choice, trial and error. Like yep. you have the choice to go do that thing, go to that job. You literally, it's vol like you should. It your job is voluntary. Like yeah, if you don't show up, you probably get fired. But still, you voluntarily go. Like yeah, no, it's, it's you like don't you, have to. You don't have to go to work. You yeah, just think you do. Yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Unless uh, there ain't a gun to your head, you know. Like you are contractually. Some obligated. people might. Right. Um, <laughs> let's hope not. But like yeah. right. Um, but you're not contractually obligated to the point of like, you're going to be imprisoned for not mm-hmm. doing the thing that even if it's a thing you committed to, it's like, you know, no, man, like you, it's crazy. Like you, there's a lot of autonomy in life. Like you can really just do shit or you can really just That's, not do shit. Like dude. you can really do like what, yeah, I mean, you literally can, there is a dangerous freedom of like, you can, you can literally try, you can at least try any fucking thing you want to. Have you, you watched the you, Russell Brand podcast with uh, Andrew have Schultz? Not, have not, but uh, Matt, my brother, actually just sent oh, me this too. Incredible. It, he's, he, Russell Brand's incredible because that's kind of what he talks about is like, like, we do how much on top, like, how much freedom we actually do have. Like, we, we make up this, like, idea that we have to do these things. Like, and I understand. And, you know, like, paying the bills or paying rent. Like, yeah, there's things that you, like, have to do in this finite world absolutely like you know what i mean of like but also you don't yeah it's like, like dude, it's like you the, don't uh, have to it's like the uh van lifers you know yeah and and you like look at them and you're like yeah but you have to have a place to stay blah blah like you have to do this you have to do that you need wi-fi you need more than one pair of clothes you know it's like you don't you don't have to actually <laughs> yeah. you, you 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 literally fucking don't like you don't have to work because you don't have to fucking pay bills actually. Like, or you have to do a little bit to like pay for like food and shit. Sure. But like, no, you don't need to like get this high paying job. It's like, if you have a thousand dollars of expenses per month, like you can get whatever job you want to, to cover that, to do whatever you want. Like you don't have to always like excel compared to other people. It's like, if that's the simplicity of your life that you want, like you don't fucking have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though like you think you do, you, you don't. You literally don't have to. Well, that's like success. We were talking about last podcast of like, dude, I want me and me and Minnie talked about that. Like being just van lifers and like literally just traveling and going around. Like that sounds very successful to me. If I can consistently have gas and food, I just know the things that I, I want. 
I don't need them. I like food. I like, right. certain th- you know, I like showering, you know, uh, maybe there's going to be a point in time I'm open and maybe I get to the point where I can just freaking, you know, cause there's some of those van lifers are crazy. They don't, they don't literally need nothing. And I yeah. salute those people. Um, but, but you don't, you don't need anything. You need nothing external. I mean, obviously to survive, like your basic right. fucking, you know, I get it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you said, the clothes, the, the shoe, like all these like little things that work. Like, we have, I have like 20 pairs, like 20 different hats. I don't need 20 hats. You know right. what I mean? Or like I've been doing, like I haven't, I don't remember the last time I like bought clothing. Like I'm like, I don't need any of this. I don't need, I don't need these clothes. I have so many clothes that I could wear for many different occasions. I don't need any of this shit. Like what so, do I actually need? And desiring obviously the different, a different uh, deal because I do believe in like enjoying those freedoms that you have if you can buy things and you can have nice things and enjoy those sure. experiences. Absolutely. Um, but again, all fucking again, all what you yeah, want to do. But those, yeah, those are wants and the also, choices. Get, if you want to give in your wants, like good, do it. It's your fucking life. Sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do it. Like it's like tattoos. It's like why'd you get it? Because I like it. What's it, what's it mean? Nothing. I just fucking, I like it. Like, what? You know who's always been that way is, is Hunter. Hunter. Hunter, Hunter yeah. has always, always been that way. I, and I've always, like salu- I've always respected him for his like choice. Like he always, yeah, he has never, he always like, will make don't... a choice and he doesn't like waver. He goes, nah, I don't want to do that. And like, you, like won't, you, yeah. you won't fuck with his head. You will not yeah. make him choose otherwise. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. And it's like, that's God, like, and I'm always like, fuck, should I do it? Should I like, you know, like I start to think he's like, nope, not doing it. I like it. Dude, cool. I'm going to get it. As, as we end this, this episode, like the only thing that like the idea that I have um, to end it on, I want to ask you first, do you have like a, uh, an idea that you heard or reheard or like something that popped up this week that's just kind of been on your mind? You got anything, a quote, maybe a piece of content, a sentence, something, yeah. you got anything? What? Yeah, it's um I'm re- I was reading um Robin Sharma book, um Everyday Hero Manifesto. If you like and... him so much, why don't you just date him? <laughs> so, well I just I, I go through like periods of people uh, that yeah, I'm like same. Same. you know that mm-hmm. I'm on. Um but mm-hmm. a quote that was in the book was an artist's job is sometimes not to be popular. An artist's job sometimes is just to start is just to start a conversation where conversation is needed. And like, Ooh, I love I've been that. thinking about that a lot where it's like, you know, you're not kind of this people pleaser mentality. And I love the sign you have in your, uh, you know, I don't know where, where it is in your new uh, apartment or your new house, but like at your old apartment where, uh, what is it? Oh, you're not a, you're not a taco you're, you're, or you can't, you're not gonna make everybody happy. You're not a yeah, taco. You, you can't please everybody. You're not a taco. Yeah. yeah. So this whole people pleaser mentality of like, not, not ever wanting to rock the boat being a people pleaser, whether that's in your own family, in the world, in life. And like, somebody asked me the other, the other day, he was like, has, is there anything that like, you felt like you've been wanting to say, but like, couldn't. And I'm like, nothing's really come up for me that I felt the need to like, I don't know, like really stand for, you know, does that make sense? Like, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the things that have gone on have just been, I just know it's kind of like out of my control and I support when I can support, but it hasn't been like, call it hasn't called me to take action you know called me to action um but i think that's where art the artist comes in right where to start a conversation where whether whether what you agree with shit or not but kaepernick taking a knee right like starting a conversation 
And a lot of people were upset. A lot of people weren't like, so, and then Robin Sharma talks about it again. He said, the nature of doing work that is profound, transformational and special means it captivates those who understand it and enrages those who don't get it. If your masterwork doesn't upset, provoke anger or trigger the majority of citizens in society, perhaps it really isn't masterwork. It's just ordinary labor. And so it makes me think about all these oh, people gosh. that oh no, dude, he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. Like you would love his writing. Um, but just these people that like the courage is calling and, and taking a stand and, you know, rocking the boat when it needs to get rocked It being like, no, that's not right. You know, like, um, and I don't know, I've just been more aware of any like situations of, of, cause sometimes I feel like in older, um, or when I was younger, I like would just kind of be not like I wouldn't compromise, but I just maybe wouldn't have said anything like, you know what, you know, like, you know, but like recently I've, I've been more aware of kind of like not starting anything, but not being afraid to, to like stand my ground Mm -hmm. and to like, um, rock the boat a little bit, I guess. And I guess ask why, you know, like, and not necessarily because I'm very big on like, you live, you do what the fuck you want to do. Like, I don't, I really Mm -hmm. don't give a fuck, but if it feels like it's kind of like in my personal thing or, um, something that I can, I don't know, I guess have a strong opinion on. I don't know. I'm just not as scared to rock the boat anymore because again, it comes from, I I was like learning a lot from Joe Rogan when he has people on his podcast that he doesn't agree with. And it's like, it's okay to again, rock that boat, but he's not attacking Mm -hmm. them. He's not being a dick. He's like just, just standing his ground and stating his opinion without being wavered off of it. Are you Um, saying you can disagree with somebody and still actually you can still get along with them. That's fucking I know, crazy. crazy concept. Yeah. Which crazy, which we do a lot, tell, but still everybody on Facebook that, <laughs> yeah, which, which like, we don't, we don't agree on everything, but like, I think when it's more, um, strangers right. or people, or like you're in rooms where like, maybe you feel like, I don't know, like you just, you don't want to rock the boat, but it's like, nah, dude, like, this is me. Like, this is mm-hmm. me. This is my authentic self. This is my fully expressed self. So just not compromising that for anybody, anything or beliefs or any of that. So, I love that. I love that. That's a, that's a banger to end on. I love that. My, uh, my quick little, uh, quick little banger that has been in my, my head. Um, I think I mentioned on the pod probably a couple months ago, but it's, uh, it was a quote by Steve-O, um, which is like one of the, that's 10, 15 years ago. Somebody was like, people are quoting Steve-O on the podcast. What's he doing now? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not just a jackass. Still a jackass, but not just a jackass anymore. But he, where he's like, humans only have one instinct, and it's to survive. And we only have one promise, and it's that we won't. And it's one of the most impactful uh, quotes of like I've ever heard in my entire life. But it literally just boils down to, like, again, to reiterate what I was saying a couple minutes ago, is you can literally just do shit. Like, the only, the only success, really, that you need at the end of the day is just to make it to the next one. Like, from there, you, then whatever you do in between in between those hours is your life and build it how you want to. Mm-hmm. But like the goal at the end of the day is to survive, right? That's, that's it. And just build everything else. But like also the promise that you want. So go and try that shit, rock the boat. Why not? You know, why not? Yeah. That's it. It's, it's real, real simple. I have the utmost respect for those people, man. Like that, that just fully embody like that. I don't know that like really don't give a fuck, you know, like, Mm-hmm. You people that really just don't give a fuck and like, they just like, and, and it's, you have to respect it, man. You have to respect it, whether you agree with it or not. Um, totally. But yeah, man, 
just uh i guess those, i mean hopefully i made sense i feel like i didn't make a lot of sense today but um yeah that's kind of sure. sometimes my my thoughts are just me purging my thoughts onto here how i can communicate it the best i can you communicate it how you communicate it's fine <laughs> it's great it's awesome also i'm really gassed too so i think we did we did our best and you know what it's going to get released because we don't really hold shit back and we don't really edit. And that's all on purpose because we don't really like to be filtered. So, so we are, so we are. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Comic podcast. Luke Boxley here, Caleb Fossum across from me digitally all the way in Austin, Texas. Appreciate you for listening. Appreciate you, Caleb. Appreciate myself. Thanks for the